I've got the sparse, the sickness, there's the twins in my brain. Uh, the busy weeks of cyclocross are upon us with Classics S and Namur. Uh, Antwerpen, Gaveren, Eugeuse, Zolder, Diegem, Baal and Zonhoven. This is the time of the year it's all about. To celebrate the start of these special weeks, we invited a special guest to this new Cross as Boss episode. She's one of the biggest talents in the cycling world and at the age of 19, she has already won I don't know how many world and European championships. Welcome, Zoe Bakstedt. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Very, very good. Just having a, a chill day today. Enjoying uh, all the races? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, enjoying them. I mean, I didn't watch Val de Sole at the weekend. It was quite early uh, in America to watch that, but I was getting updates oh, yeah. and and seeing, yeah, I watched the race back already. So, yeah. It was a, was a pretty nice race, wasn't it? For sure, for sure. Not the expected outcome, I think, but very happy for for, for Manon. So, yeah, it was a really good race, I think, from from everyone. Uh, exactly. Uh, but it was uh, indeed not the expected winner, but we'll uh, talk more about that later. Yes. Um, you live in Belgium um, during the winter months, but you're in America uh, for the moment. Uh, do you like it in uh, Belgium? Yeah, I love it in Belgium. I don't really know what it is about being here, but I've I found a place that I enjoy being and I've got people near that I can ride with and I like the roads. So, yeah, why not be in Belgium? I guess in the weather aspect, there isn't that much difference between uh, Britain and, and Belgium. I have to say it probably rains less in Belgium than it does in the UK, which... I mean, I'll take it. It still rains a lot, but it rains less. <laughs> okay. Uh, it rains even more in Great Britain. Then. I'm not not moving there then. <laughs> no, for sure. No. <laughs> uh, any typical Belgian stuff which you which makes that you like it here? Um, probably not. Food-wise, I love a good Belgian waffle. I mean, they're just waffles in Belgium, but in the UK we call them Belgian waffles. Um, those are probably my favorite thing to eat. Otherwise, I don't know, I've not tried the beer, um, anything like that. So, yeah, right now it's just the roads and, and the area that I like the most. Great that you uh, like it here. Can you still go outside with uh, without being recognized? <laughs> um, yeah, thankfully I can. I mean, I got recognized in the airport the other day, but I had all of my team kit on, so that was a little bit easier to spot me. But so far, going out out and about is is no problem. I'm guessing that's uh, that's going to change the next couple of years if you keep doing uh, what you're doing. Yeah, um, it probably in, will. In case of bad uh, weather conditions, yeah, which you have a lot at home, but also uh, in Belgium, do you prefer um, to ride indoors or outdoors? Um, I mean, if you ask my coach, he'll probably say indoors. But as long as I can start in the dry, I'm happy to ride outside for yeah, three hours, probably maximum. And then I do the rest on the turbo. But it's yeah, just put enough layers on and, and I'll be OK. I guess about every road cyclist says, mm, I prefer indoors, uh, but we also ex asked Cameron Mason and he's he's going and 
all kinds of conditions. I think it's a typical cross rider thing. They just, yeah, <laughs> ride in all weather. Yeah, I mean, we have to race in it, so we also have to train in it. That's that's true. Um, yeah, we know you as a as a multi talent when it when it comes to cycling. I think no discipline has secrets for you. Um, but do you also have uh, other hobbies uh, outside of cycling? Um, other than building Lego in like to to relax as like something I enjoy in my spare time, there's not much. I I mostly like live cycling, so yeah, that's that's my life. And then Lego on the side, and then just yeah, chilling, watching Netflix. Did you have uh, any idols maybe that like um, teach you how to do both disciplines or? Uh, not that I can remember. Um, I mean, Pauline Framprovo was always someone that, that did like all disciplines um, when I was younger. And I remember I went to one of the mountain bike World Cups in, in Cape Town and I got a picture with her and that was pretty cool for me. Like I was... Yeah, I, I saw her and I saw Vanderpool and I like went straight to go and get a picture with her over Vanderpool. So that was yeah, that was quite cool. Uh, but really, I don't remember. Maybe my parents know, but from my memory, I'm I'm not sure. Green was like this uh, world titles in five disciplines or, or even more. Like it's 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 so crazy. It's she does everything and she's good at everything. So I respect that a lot. It's cool. Um, what were your goals before the start of this uh, cross season? Any particular goals or? Uh, yeah, Europeans cross, which I am happy I've done that one. Um, one of my goals was also to get a elite World Cup podium, so I've done that as well. Um, honestly, there wasn't much else. Maybe Worlds at the end of the season will be a key one for me, so. I'm looking forward to that and, and got, getting a good training block in before it is also good preparation. Um, but yeah, really not many other goals, just taking it as it comes and seeing what happens. To be honest, I expected uh, Shaiwif to take the uh, Europeans uh, cross title because she was yeah always the most, most of the times the better one uh, between you and her. Um, Did you also have that feeling before the Europeans or were you confident, uh, confident about yourself? Um, I was pretty confident in my performance. I, the course was, was really well made for me, let's say. It had a lot of, I mean, I'm not a climber, but it had a lot of climbs and that really suited me. It was just a power course and, and yeah, I have that. So it made it quite nice. Uh, I think maybe it would have been a little bit more fun if it had a lot more rain on the course, which we were expecting after the bad weather that weekend. But it was actually pretty dry. But yeah, I, I I was studying her performance as we were riding, and I just took the moment on the on the finish straight and and went for it, and that was that. Yeah, it was uh, very impressive. Um, do what you raised there, like it was yeah a very dominant performance. I, I guess we can say so. Yeah, congratulations on uh, on that one. Um, did, so with um, that race, you didn't surprise yourself, but with Dan Monde, did you maybe surprise yourself with that or? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting a podium, but I knew that I would most likely do well there. Uh, the last time I raced, it was in the Junior World Cup, 
I can't remember what year, but yeah, I, I also won that race. Um, and that was more of a running race than it was this year, I think. Um, but yeah, really a podium wasn't expected from, from my view. I was also sick the day before, two days before it and on the day. Um, so I, I didn't, I didn't know whether I should start like maybe one hour before I was on the, on the phone to my coach asking if I should actually be racing. And we came down to the decision that either I was going to go awful and I was just going to do a lap and pull out, or I was going to end up going extremely well. And that was what happened. And then a podium came out of it. So yeah, really not expected. That's yeah. Very, very crazy to hear to be honest that you were sick on the day even. Um, And I guess, um, if you look at your strengths as a cyclocross rider, yeah, that's one of your biggest strengths. I think like the uh, the flat courses with uh, a lot of mud, where you we call it stump in the, in in Belgium. I think that's yeah, this your strongest part. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, also, like Dublin, um, a f- quite a flat course with yeah some some short climbs, um, but really places that you could put power down also is a strong point for me so yeah those courses basically anywhere that you need power and a lot of it that's where I can do my best let's say yeah, because I remember um I guess I think you were a first year junior in the um Rhodes championships in uh in Leuven um you were away with I can't remember her name but a very lightweight uh rider and you were yeah like um I think 20 centimeters centimeters taller. Um but you just yeah were, was was a very dominant performance. You were even climbing better than her and it was it was a very tough course. That's the first time I really thought like Jesus Christ, this is a special dance. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was a, a crazy race. I mean, it had a lot of climbing, it had a lot of short, sharp climbs, but yeah, she was a really a really small rider um but really also really strong uh quite a good sprinter so coming into that final I was a bit a bit questioning whether I was going to be able to do it but yeah I I came out on top yeah it was uh, also uh, a great race to see um and you just talked about uh Dublin um you were going really well there um but I think in the uh last lap or second to last lap you had a, a mechanical or something because you went back a bit and then suddenly you were like 20 seconds in in, in front again what happened there um yeah i came down one of the descents quite close to the finish and there was two rocks uh in one of the ruts in one of the lines and i hit that and i thought um yeah i thought i'd, I'd punctured or something so i just took it a little bit easier especially with that corner on the finish straight where it was to the right and then you had to go up the curb I was just thinking as long as I can get myself to the pits to change bike and then I know that everything is okay then I can continue and I can press on a little bit more but I just wanted to play it a little bit safer than yeah I want to play it a little bit safe and just make sure I didn't I didn't crash or something and then have Murray catch back up to me in in that part. Otherwise if you if that didn't happen I think you would have finished seconds uh, even I think because you were like very close to Alvarado, then like 30 seconds back and I was almost on your wheel and then you were like gone again two minutes later. So it was, it was a crazy pace. Yeah, uh, I don't don't really know what else happened. I was very close to Alvarado, but 
yeah, she's 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 super strong. It's Alvarado, you know, she's leading the World Cup. So, yeah. but uh, maybe maybe next year I'll be in that wheel. It says a lot that you can yeah you finished five seconds behind her I I think or, or something because when Alvarado was crossing the line, you we could already see you coming, and so yeah, it has to be amazing to be able to battle with with the biggest talents in, in cyclocross. Yeah, I'd like that at some point. Maybe maybe by the end of the season, maybe next season, maybe the season after. We we'll see. I'm still young. I have time. Definitely, that makes it uh, makes it even uh, more crazy <laughs> um, in the in this season. Um, in what races do you think you have like the best chance to um, challenge those top riders like Van Van Empel, Pick Peterson, Alvarado? Uh, yeah, from the races that are left this season, um, maybe the World Cup on Boxing Day. That's one of my favorite courses. It's close to home. So, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Again, it's it's hilly. It uses a lot of power. So I've been fourth there two times. So the last two years, um, I've been fourth. And I'd like to do better this year. But, yeah, we'll see. Everyone's going to be there. And whether I can I can beat Alvarado, Lucinda, um, Femme, Puck, yeah, if I can beat anyone, then, yeah, we'll see. But... Um, other than that, from the races that are left, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know which course suits me the best from the ones that remain, but we'll just have to see how I'm going, how my form is on the day and things like that. Your fifth in the World Cup standings at the moment, is that a goal that you will carry throughout the season? Yeah, I, I will race all the World Cups from now on. So as long as I'm healthy and as long as I'm I'm yeah healthy basically that's all there is um then i'll be i'll be there fighting for for positions and trying to stay as high as i can in the world cup there's also uh, a battle with leonie uh Bentfeld, who is leading the under 23 classification is is that a, a goal for you you're very close uh, behind her in the classification yeah i mean i missed the last two world cups i missed um flamanville as well because i was on training camp um so i think once i'm back into it i i can hopefully close the gap up but yeah if i can win it then that would be amazing if i don't then that's that's also cool i've had a good cross season so far and i can i can say that it's been quite successful already and we're only getting into like we're getting into the busiest part now with the most races so yeah it, it would be nice to take home the overall but if that doesn't happen then that doesn't happen um a lot of yeah, has been said and written about the cross cl- uh, calendar already. Um, how does the perfect uh, calendar look like for you, like in the old days or how it is now or even different? Um, yeah, I, I really don't know. I've not looked too much into what's been said about the calendar. For me, just being able to race every weekend would be cool. And then, you know, getting a, a nice training camp in the middle, going to the sun like we've just done um that would be great and then yeah taking a break after and going onto the road but as long as i can race cyclocross i I don't really mind it's uh, the best mentality possible i think um in, yeah. a, in a training camp mid-season i've always wondered um how do you train like do you just do long endurance rides do you do a lot of view to max to keep the motor going or 
Um, yeah, I mean, this training camp, we just did a lot of hours on the bike. We, yeah, we were just riding every day and, and having some fun, but it was also really intense at the same time, just from all of the climbing that we did and all of the, we did a lot of climbing on gravel that was really steep. Um, so we're doing 25% climbs every day, maybe five or six of them. So yeah, it's, it's an interval just trying to get up that you can't ride easy up it. So yeah, it was meant to be just base base hours and just some some endurance, but it had some intervals like within the rides, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah, it keeps uh, keeps the motor going. Um, for the World Championships in uh, Tabo, will you ride with Elite or under 23, or don't you know uh, that yet? Um, I'm 99% sure I'm going to ride under 23. It's my second year doing it, so there's no point in me. And me going up to the elites already. Um, I don't think I can win the elites yet, as long as Puck and Fem and maybe Shirin and yeah, also Lucinda, Celine, as long as they're there, then I'm going to have a, a big fight for maybe top five. Um, but there's a good chance I can win or get second in in the under 23. So I'd like to get the title there before I move up. I uh, understand that very well because indeed with all those names you just uh, named yeah that's <laughs> a very tough one to uh, to win um, yeah. maybe now we can go on to uh, the road because that's also something you're pretty good at let's uh, let's say uh, in 2022 you signed your first uh, world tour contract at uh, ef uh, why did you choose uh, that team um yeah i i chose them i had a call with with the boss linda jackson and I just really enjoyed the vibe and, and everything of, of how the call was. And yeah, I spoke to my agent afterwards and I said, I'd like to sign for them. And, and that was pretty much that. Your sister writes that uh, little track. Did she try to convince you to uh, join her? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously she said all of the good things about the team, but we're two very different riders, but sort of like very similar in the same, like at the same time. Um, but I thought for at least my first year pro, I didn't really want to be on the same team as my sister so that I could find my way within the team and, and learn the ways of the peloton and how it works being in a bigger team than what I've been in and everything like this. So there was definitely talks about, yeah, maybe being teammates, but we both came down to the decision that it was best for both of us if that didn't happen. Um, you're only 19 years old, but it feels like you are in the pro peloton for like five years um do you feel uh, a lot of pressure because yeah you're followed by every team and every manager everywhere i think um yeah do, do you feel pressure uh, because of that uh no not really you know i go into these road races me knowing that i'm only in my first year pro next year will be second year um so there's there's no pressure to do well there's I need to just learn and I need to make mistakes to be able to learn and, and do it better the next time. Um, so it's just, yeah, maybe I put a little bit of pressure on myself to try and do well in certain races. Um, but from the outside, I don't feel it. And the team is very good at just saying, yeah, just chill. You're here to learn and make mistakes. And then we try again the next day or in the next race. And, and so be it. It's great to hear. Um, in 2022, you won the Tour of Flanders. Um, your day for 
juniors. How important is the existence of such uh, yacht days for the evolution of women cycling? Yeah, I think it's really important. You know, Flanders was pretty cool as a junior and we got to do a few of the roads that we did in, in the elite one this year. And I mean, I live in the area, but I was also like, oh, I've raced this road in Flanders last year or I know um, like a certain set of cobbles from racing it in junior Flanders. And I think it's quite important from going from junior up into the pro ranks that you kind of know the roads a little bit and and everything like this. And yeah, it's also just a super fun race and I really enjoyed it. Yes, you're uh, going to um, for the win in the Pro Flanders in a couple of years. You you know the roads already. Give me a few years to to find my way in the peloton first and then maybe I'll be down for it. Uh, do you have a, a favorite climb in, in Flanders already or not f- familiar enough yet? I mean, I'm not really a fan of any of the climbs. I like the flat, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't have a favorite one. They all hurt my legs just as much as each other. So I tried to avoid them. That's, that's, that's very fair. Um, at the beginning of this year, you had your first classics campaign uh, in the pro peloton uh, already. Um, yeah, what was that like? It was really good fun. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I went straight in um, from the cyclocross season straight into the classics. So I was, I had form at the start and then I was a little bit tired towards the end. So I was, yeah, ready for it to be over at Roubaix. Um, but yeah, I really had a lot of fun and and uh, yeah, I roomed with Alison um, basically for all the classics. Um, and yeah, she's she's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with her and I learned a lot as well. So that was really useful for me. And then, yeah, also from all of my teammates, I learned a lot and they helped me in in ways. I had some some bad races. I had some good races and they were always there. Um, yeah, when I was down or if I had had a bad race or, yeah, if we as a team had had a bad race, then everyone was there to support each other. And um, I really enjoyed that. And that was really, really useful for me, learning everything of just the way of the peloton, basically. Yeah, starting the road season so close to the to the cyclocross season, like normally you shouldn't be performing in such long road races. But I think at the Vaz of Vlaanderen, you even almost got a top 10 or even got a, got a top 10. So, yeah, that also uh, says a lot. Yeah, I believe I was 12th. Um, we weren't racing for me that day. I remember it. We were just, yeah, racing for Alison and Letizia Borghese and... Yeah, they were both on a bad day and I came past them on one of the climbs and I was like, jump on the wheel and I'll, I'll pull you back to the front. And they just said, go. So, yeah, that was me trying to chase back up to the front group. I got towed along by, I think, Longo Borghini, um, who also went into this climb at the back. And, yeah, she brought me to the front group. So I appreciated that a lot, if I'm honest. Um, and then, yeah, tried to sprint for a top 10, but not quite. So, yeah, next year. Yeah, how cool is that to be towed along by Elisa Longo-Brigini, one of yeah, the legends in, in, in women's cycling, who you sometimes need to pinch herself, like, I'm really doing this? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, even just racing with everyone, just like people that I've grown up watching on TV and my sister has been teammates with or... Yeah, she's also like mentioned from being in the peloton and things like that, and then actually being in the race with them. That's that's quite a cool thing for me. 
Yeah, I, I can uh, understand that. Um, the road season will that become a bigger year, a bigger goal in in the next couple of years, maybe, and you will maybe, yeah, cut down your uh, cyclocross program a bit, or is that not the plan? Um, maybe cutting it down a little bit. Um, there's a lot of World Cups at the moment, racing them, yeah, almost every weekend. Um, it makes it quite a long season if you go from the World Cup in the States. Uh, so yeah, maybe cutting that down a little bit and, and focusing a little bit more on the road, but I still for sure want to do cyclocross. It's, it's something I love and yeah, I don't think I could, I don't think I could cut it out completely. Um, because I couldn't, I couldn't do a winter of just pure road training. Um, I need a little bit of racing in there and a little bit of mud. So I'll for sure be in the field. Don't worry. You started your road season just after uh, cyclocross, but you also started this cyclocross season like two weeks after uh, your road season. So, yeah, it really shows that you love to race. Yeah, yeah, I love racing. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward already to getting back on the road and racing some longer races. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm also loving the cyclocross at the moment. So it's like... I love both and I want to do all of both and I can't do that. I've got to take a break at some point. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm torn. It shows uh, the love for sports. Um, with your classics campaign this year, do you um, have an idea what sort of road cyclist you are yet? Or do you still need to evolve to get to know that a bit more? Um, I think I need to do a few more seasons to understand properly who I am as a rider um yeah I mean I I did the Flanders classics this year um and none of the yeah none of the Hillier classics so I need to do some of those as well to to see whether I'll be okay be good in those races um so yeah give me a couple more years and then I'll figure out who I am what I am everything like that Um, do you have any favorites um, road races yet? I mean, Paris-Roubaix is cool because my dad won it and it's cobbles and it's literally just pure hell riding over those things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed Flanders as well. Um, yeah, Gen well, again was a little bit long for my liking uh, being... Yeah, I think it was 100 kilometers more than what I raced at Junior Worlds in in Australia. So that one was quite tough being the like being being so long and such a long day on the bike. But yeah, I still enjoyed it and I'd still happily do it next year. So it was also horrible weather in Kentwevelgem this year if I recall correctly. Yeah, it was awful. It rained. I did the recon um with the team and it rained. And then I did the race and it rained. And I was just like, amazing. This is great. Thank you, Belgium. Because I, I remember um, Jasper Phillips said in the in the in the podcast that he had to eat fries um that evening to uh yeah <laughs> be able to to uh, regain him, himself a bit. I was was so empty. Yeah, for sure. It um, was it was a day where where you kind of struggled to eat just because of how how wet it was and how many layers you had on. So I don't blame him. Both in the in the men's women's race, you just saw on on the flats, um, they just had to get out of the wheels. They just 
couldn't hold it anymore. And yeah, so you don't see that in, in a race where you're not super cold. No, that's true. Um, in September, you joined Kenyan SRAM Racing. Uh, pretty surprising move, I think, at that point in uh, of the year. Uh, what was the reason for that? Yeah, um, I wanted to start the cyclocross season um, and do the cyclocross season in the same team. Um, as you know, yeah, EF was folding or is folding at the end of the year, so it will be no longer a team. And I didn't want to do half the cyclocross season and then change across uh yeah halfway through and have to change bikes and equipment and mechanics and everything like this so i was able to change in the middle of the season which yeah which which worked out um the last week of august august you rode tours uh, scandinavia with ef and a week later you started the simic ladies tour with uh, canyon srem wasn't that weird like such a quick transition um yeah, I mean, obviously, I knew for a while that I was changing over, so it kind of, I yeah, I was prepared for it. Um, it was a, a cool last race with EF doing Scandinavia. I had a lot of fun and enjoyed being with my teammates and, and the staff for the last time. Um, and then, yeah, I was fully focused on, on Simac Tour after that. So I kind of, I had them completely separate. I mean, I knew I was racing for EF in Scandinavia and and Canyon SRAM in, in Simac Tour, so there was no no crossover for me of oh maybe I look at these riders or look at like that just didn't happen. I was I was in two different teams, so I keep them separate. You directly did a, a very good performance in uh, in the Simac Ladies Tour. Um, yeah, for your new new team, was there like a difference for that, like better bike or something, or was it just a bit of a coincidence? Simac was flat. Scandinavia was not. <laughs> there was a lot of climbing, um, a lot of hilly days in Scandinavia, and and I was working for for our climber. Um, and yeah, I in in Simac I was on lead out duties for the sprinter, so I was more towards the front in the final in in Simac. So yeah, my my overall result result was better. Um, whereas Scandinavia, yeah, it was a lot of climbing days, and yeah those 10k climbs aren't aren't as good for me let's say <laughs> like that you also did a, a very good tt in uh the simac ladies tour is that uh, a thing that you want to develop in the, in the coming years like world championships time trial or yeah absolutely um yeah world euros olympics time trial would be amazing um, it's something for the future. Maybe if I can if I can go to Olympics next year, that would be incredible. But yeah, there's a lot of strong girls in in GB fighting for those spots. So yeah, it's going to be tough to to pick that. But I've always enjoyed time trialing, and in a way, it's quite similar to cyclocross, where you just go full gas for an hour, an hour and a half, however long the time trial is. Um, so yeah, it's always something I've enjoyed, and it's something I'm going to continue to do and and develop and work on, yeah, everything, my CDA, my my position. So yeah. Is your position already pretty decent, or is there still a lot of um, yeah, what's to gain? Yeah, it's already pretty good. Um, I mean, it's it got me a, a podium in Simac. It won me a European title. I've I can for sure improve it, but 
that's something that will happen over time as my body changes, develops, everything like that. And hopefully then I can try and gain some more watts. Are you one of those riders who can put out uh, a lot of watts in a very aerodynamic position? Or do you need to keep it in mind a bit to don't uh, to not go too low? Um, I don't really know. I've not done <laughs> enough time trialing of like longer distance. I mean, my longest one was probably Europeans this year under 23. So, yeah, again, it's something that I'll figure out over over the next few years over some time trials when when I get to do some time trialing as well. So, yeah, for now, I'm not sure. Um, and how special is it to uh, share a team with your dad? Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's it's cool. Um, it's not something that you'd normally see uh, of of a daughter being in the same team as her father. Um, but it's it's great fun. It's yeah, it's like growing up again. Like I always did things with my dad, and he was always at my races and and things like that. And now I'm also doing the same thing, just at a higher level. And he can give. Uh a lot of uh, good tips I think because he he has won quite uh, quite some races yeah he's won quite a lot of races he's been in the peloton for a while and yeah I mean his career was very successful as well and he has a lot of stories to tell and a lot of things to to say about his career and everything like that and I enjoy listening to all of that part and yeah obviously he gives some good tips as well sometimes so I always take those in Talking about that you are in California um, for the moment, um, it's a very nice place place to train, I think. But isn't that quite exhausting, such a big trip mid-cross uh, season? Um, yeah, I mean, the travel is long, uh, but it was really worth it, getting, getting 10 days of training out there. Um, and yeah, being with all of my teammates and going to see some sponsors as well, and then getting to take in the sun a little bit and explore some new roads, explore some gravel. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Maybe it would be easier to go to Calpe and go and train down there, but no one else was in, in LA and training there. So we just had roads to ourselves, and we could just, yeah, have some fun as a team and just enjoy being in the sunshine. Uh, and do you already have an idea what your 2024 uh, road schedule will look like? A bit more focus on the uh, hilly classics, maybe? Um, honestly, at the moment, I have no idea. I have to take it as it comes after the cross season. Uh, yeah, after Worlds, I'll take a break and then come back into the road season when I feel ready for it um, and, and go from there. It's very nice that you can say yourself when when you're ready that you don't that they don't like say you have to start in omelope newswater or, or something yeah yeah that's really nice of them and yeah making sure that i get enough break otherwise maybe one two three years time i i have a burnout and i need yeah a season off the bike and i don't want that so i want to keep racing for as long as i can so um you aren't giving yourself particular goals for the 2024 season or is there a, a goal that you want to get? Um, 
not at the moment nothing specific really i'd love to go to the tour i'd love to go to the olympics but obviously for both of those events there's there's strong teams fighting for the position so i really have to prove myself in in the start of the season and then hopefully go from there so it will be a very interesting winter to see and, and a very interesting road season too uh thanks a lot for um, for the talk uh, i really enjoyed it um yeah uh, Lots of luck this uh, this winter. Thank you very much. I've got the sparse, the sickness.